What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Operation Dad Pod. I'm Jonathan Gregg. I'm flying solo today. Nacelli is away at a rehearsal. So on her behalf, hey, um, hope everyone out there has been well. We've been gone for a few weeks. No good excuses this time. Just, uh, you know, parenting is still hard. And sometimes it's hard to get away from parenting to record podcasts about being a parent. Um, But we're back. We're going to try to get through the holiday season and have some fun episodes. Um, Things have been really good, which is cool. Uh, I did have my first experience watching my baby boy get sick. Uh, just a little cold, but I watched him get sick, and then uh, I I watched it come for me, and there was nothing I could do about it. It was like uh, like I was stuck on the train tracks, and a cold was just straight ahead for me. Um, and I watched me get sick, and I watched us be sick together for a week with no reprieve. Um, and I'm not gonna go like real hard about how sick I was. This is not some kind of like men can't handle being sick. Um, I just was sick. That's all we survived. Um, I don't know why I just picked a fight with gender norming people who haven't even said anything yet. Um, anyway, this week's episode, I'm super excited about, uh, it's, it's one of our older recorded ones. I've been holding on to it for the right time. And that right time was a month ago. Uh, so I figured I'll do it now. Uh, it is with my friend Taryn and her son, who is also my friend Rocco. Rocco is an eight-year-old, um, and I wanted to get his perspective on parenting. I figure uh, I'm going to try to, like, you know, learn things and have conversations. I might as well talk to a kid along the way, too. Uh, Rocco has an awesome imagination. Uh, he's always been, like, really entertainingly precocious. He's a really fun kid, um, and I wanted to sit down with him, and we did. And we had a great conversation with uh, Taryn and Rocco and some cameo appearances from his little sister, Madalena. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a little chaotic, as you might expect, talking to an eight-year-old. And then I sat down to figure out how to edit this, and um, it didn't take long before I uh, gave up because it was hard. And also, I thought, uh, as a way to justify that, uh, you know, we always want to have real conversations on here and want to keep that door open to anyone who's listening. So I figured, why not? Let all of you basically go on the journey with me and hear what it was like to talk to an energetic eight-year-old. Um, so this is a very uh, minimally edited, whoa, that's hard to say, minimally edited episode uh, to kind of let you follow the train of thought, the way things went when we sat down and talked. And I figure uh, it's got a couple of breaks in it just because of you know some kind of cohesion. Uh, and I figure I would take the chance to use those breaks and throw in some of our uh, commercials that Nacelli and I have made. I have to uh, preface that now because people got so excited last time that we played a commercial. People thought we had a sponsor. Uh, we don't. It's just me and Nacelli having fun, but we think they're funny. So we hope you do too. I asked Taryn, Rocco's mom, if she would write uh, kind of a little bio, a little intro so I could uh, read it to give you all a, an impression about Rocco. And here's what Taryn said. <clears throat> Quote, Rocco is a high-energy, funny, and unpredictable eight-year-old boy. He was diagnosed with ADHD a few years back. He insists that he is a prince from another world called Speed World, sent to Earth to be our son, and I am inclined to think both are true. End quote. I think that's all you need to know. Um, 
only other thing I'll say, stay tuned at the very end of this episode. Uh, there is a surprise uh, treat. So listen all the way through. I promise it'll be worth it. Okay, bye. So I told you that Jonathan and Jen are having a baby and Jonathan's trying to learn about other families, right? Right. Well, I figure I want to get advice on, hey, try to stay off the microphone, buddy. If you you touch it, it's going to mess everything up. So that's going to mess everything up. You're not trying to say that your wife and husband. Yes, they are. And we even went to their wedding. Yeah. Okay. Um, But since we're having our first kid and you're are a kid and you have a little sister i figured i've been getting advice from parents um i've been getting advice from moms and from dads and other people and i figured it would be smart to talk to a kid about what some good advice for parenting and advice for kids and you know if i'm gonna be raising a, a little boy i figured i should talk to a little boy and see like a smart little boy you have some ideas you have some thoughts right so trying not to touch it the- don't touch don't touch okay so Number we can, just, one. can you reset that so that it's um Number one. We just gotta get it. Yeah, hold on one second. I wanna get all of these. But the thing is, you gotta talk into it like this and not touch it, and then that'll be it. Like, like this. Yeah, talk like, into yeah. it like this. Like the side. Yeah. But and and don't touch it. Don't just touch. like this. Yeah, go. just That's like that. Good work. That's ex- so, exactly. So you were about to tell yeah. Jonathan advice? Number yeah. one. What do you got number one for me? Electronics. Yeah. <laughs> Electronics. Uh-huh. What about electronics? Babies are not that much year old when when you have when they have electronics younger than younger than two. Yeah, they should have electronics, or they shouldn't. They shouldn't. They shouldn't okay. under the age of two is what you're saying. Yep. Okay. Because if you try to get it back, they'll just scream and they won't <laughs> let you have it. That is good advice. That is smart, real-world advice. So by the time they can have it is three. Okay. You know that there are some uh, people out there, like some doctors say that too. Some doctors say that uh, one-year-olds and two-year-olds probably shouldn't have electronics anyway. Maybe that's what they mean. Maybe they mean that they're just going to scream when you try to get it back. So I think that you and the doctors are right on the same page. So we're off to a great start here. Um, that's number one. What else you got for me? Well, how about this? Before if you we are into, a yeah, YouTube, if you are a YouTuber, make sure she doesn't make sure your babies don't erupt you. Oh, so Rocco, let's talk about that for a second. You have a YouTube channel. Tell me about that. And then I want to hear more about how maybe your little sister interrupts the video sometimes. Okay. Tell me about your YouTube channel. Name Rocco for fun. Love it. That's a great name. Usually, the my past few years, I still wanted a YouTube channel ever yeah. since I was four years old. Yeah, I used so to watch like... it, it. The for fun reminded me of a YouTube channel called Blocks for Fun. Oh, okay. So I wanted to take the for fun for my own channel. That's smart. But I didn't want to name it Blocks for Fun too. I wanted to name it a whole different thing. Yeah. And why not bring in your name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's smart. That's really smart. What kind of videos do you put up on your YouTube channel? 
games, talk it. Yeah. Cool. Good burp. Games. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> and next time, don't talk about burping. <laughs> Well, to be fair, you're the one that burped. I just <laughs> mentioned that you did. <laughs> well, the radio people do not want to hear That's that. That's true. That is probably true. Everyone out there listening to this, I'm sorry that I talked about burps. Maybe we'll cut around it. Probably not, because I bet it'll be funny. We'll probably leave it in there. So you you play. There's another. You, we'll do it on purpose. You play games or you show games. You. I, I know play some people, and show. Some people, YouTube has a big thing right now where you watch I also, play video games. I also, I also copy some video. I also copy some animations. Oh, yeah? One time I did an AVM shorts watching video. Talk me through that. I don't know what that a- means. Animations versus Minecraft. Oh. It's okay. when animations have to go against Minecraft. Before they called it AVM, they just called it Animations versus Minecraft. And now it's been shortened down? Yep. Cool. All right. And you do that? You you play that game on there or you show it being played? I also play Minecraft. It's on my it's on my tablet. So talk so I you know, I'm about to be a dad. And when I was a kid, we didn't have Minecraft. And I know that kids love Minecraft. And I, to be honest with you, have no idea what's going on in Minecraft. Then if you but, but that means if you were a kid, you didn't have you didn't have any games around. Well, that's not true. There were games that just weren't Minecraft. We played games like the closest thing we had to Minecraft was a game called Tetris. Have you ever heard of that game? You know that well, one? And I don't know that it's anything like Minecraft, but there are, are blocks involved. That's all I know. Well, actually, you actually Minecraft was older than you. It's just some similar players used to just play by themselves. Oh. It's like it's like a, it used to be like a testing game so many times. I got you. So before, because so many, so like so many things are in Minecraft, they had to test it for years. I got you. Um, so it was all being tested, and that might have been while I was alive, but I just didn't know about it. I wasn't playing it. Uh-huh. And now it's like you said, people played it by themselves. But now is it like interactive? Is it one of those worlds but where actually, you get online? Actually, you can play with your friends online. You can. See, that's also kind of a thing that was, I was a little too, I'm a little too old for that. When I was like a little, when I was like a teenager, then that started happening where you, we had video games, but we had, you know, like Nintendo, like the old Nintendo. I had the very first Nintendo that ever came out. Um, I have the second ever. Really? Yeah, it's Game Boys. Yeah. That actually might be true chronologically. I have a Game Boy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Rocco Anthony gave him a Game Boy. Nice. Nice. What do you play on your Game Boy? Pokemon Leaf Green. Okay. Are you a big Pokemon guy? Yeah. Yep. Do you do? Um, is Pokemon Go still a thing happening? If you get out and play Pokemon Go at all? I do, but I but since that my mother's phone crashed, I have to re-sign <laughs> back in. So that kind of brings us back to the electronics conversation, right? Yeah. It's tough to. So you have to share the electronics with your mom. And maybe also your sister. And right now, all I need is just a password. <laughs> Give me the password, mommy. Just write the password. Talk into the microphone. You're a real charmer. I think we're picking that up anyway. I think we still got that. <laughs> so is that how, now you just, now you Do just, not laugh about me, yo, yo. Not laughing about you, man. I'm laughing at the the good work you're putting to get in this password. Is this like a daily, do you, are you always working to get? Yes. Whoa. Rocco, stop. 
my iPhone crashed a couple days ago, so we need to like re-download apps, and everything's in negotiation. I got you. Um, then the crazy news is actually one of my games still remembered. Oh, good. Well, one of my games still remembered. I was resuming playing. Um, that works out well then. Um, so how old are you again? You're seven. Actually, two gay. Two games remembered, but one game forgot. Okay. So of the three that were there, two remembered and one forgot? No, it was Plant vs. Zombies 1. Ah, okay. And, and I had all the plants in it. Oh. Well, now forget, now I, I have to restart all the way from one plant. But that's fun because you know how to do it now. So you can be, you can probably do better this time around, right? 48, 48 plants. Yeah, but why? And not? we even have to buy some. But didn't you have fun doing it? The first? Didn't you have fun getting the 48 plants? It was to... a disaster getting them. <laughs> was it? It was tough. Oh, I'm sorry you have to do those again. What? Oh, Madalena found. Uh... And there's 50 levels. 50. Wait, so there's 50 and you were a 48? No, there's 49 plants. Oh, that's not one per level. Okay, I got you. I thought you were like two levels from being done. Um, no, I think it's fun fact we have a. a then you have know, to do something called Survival Day. Why yeah, yeah, why not? Operation Dadpod is a, also a full service. Then you have available. to do something called Survival Day. This is realness. You wanted realness. Absolutely. This is realness. At one hundred percent, yes. This is this is exactly what we were looking for. So tell me about what's what's a Survival Day? Tell me that again. What was it? What's going on there? So there's five flags. Mm-hmm. And you have to defeat all five flags. Okay. Then you win the survival day. Okay. So I was at survival day endings, and this time you have to fight ten flags. Whoa. And it was so hard. I couldn't defeat it. You couldn't? No. I thought there was only six flags, but there's literally ten flags. Oof. Wow. All right. So did I you never get, defeated. Did you get six, though? Yep. So only four to go. That's less than half. That's good work. Yeah, but now I have to restart the game. Yeah, but maybe you'll learn even more along the way this time, and it'll be easier to get the 10. Maybe. I don't know. I'm sorry that that, that I lost the memory, though. Hopefully it'll be easier this time around. Um, go ahead. <coughs> I needed strategies for that game. Well, so that's good. Now then. I have a hard time remembering these all strategies. But some of it will come back, right? And you you'll you know what... All I remember is the gargantuar strategy. Well, that's one. That's one you didn't know before you did it. So that's okay, good. you have. Let me tell you. You have to Great. use a squash. Okay. What do I do with it? And then it will squash the the squash the gargantuar. Then he'll throw his amp. Is it like a real squash that squashes the gargantuan? Mm-hmm. Well, that's funny. Well, well, then he'll throw his amp. So then you have to try to put, like, a bomb there before it gets him. So I put it a potato bomb. <laughs> so it exploded right when he, right when it got there. And that worked? Yeah, but the gargantua was still alive. Oh, but you got the flag. I No, it no. wasn't a survival Oh, well, I'm sorry. I got confused on the levels. Okay. It was a level. Okay, I got you. So, but you remember part of that strategy. It'll take a squash to squash him and then a potato bomb. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Your mom was telling me that you, so one of the things I like to do on this show is uh, ask about certain times in, whether it's um, someone being pregnant. Yes. Go ahead. What's up? 
That was a good can hand I, raise. Can I take a little break? Sure. Like, a, what do you got, two minutes? Mm. Call it two minutes? Wait, I'll tell you. Okay. You guys, you guys still talking. These guys still talk. I'll be back in the next 10 minutes. Wait, where are you, what are you doing? I need a little break. Do you have to go to the bathroom? I do, but I also want to take Mommy. a little break. You're not going to play with your tablet. Let's talk a little more. Then you'll play with your Come tablet. Come on. I, we already did 20 questions. Why aren't you? No. We did one question. One we question. literally got one answer. You gave a long answer. <laughs> All right. Now let's talk a little bit more, and then we'll take a break. Put your headset on. Well, I just want to. Yeah. At some point, your mom told me that you had. Mommy. Yeah. Let's uh, cut this. Oh, please cut this part out. Please cut this one part out. Oh, what, your sister? Yes. Yeah. Just All right. cut this out. Let's hear. Let's is this hear. Like, is this how sometimes your videos get interrupted? Is it kind of like yep. that? Yeah. Yeah, Madalena makes her way into your YouTube videos sometimes, right? Do you There's... ever do you ever make videos with her on purpose? Oh, I like your shoes a lot, man. Those are cool shoes. Uh, do you ever make videos with her on purpose? Do you invite her to be in videos or does she just interrupt? Well, one of the videos she just interrupted and I had to put her name in it. Ah, yeah. It's called Rackle and Modulina. Oh, well, that works out. Yeah, all right. That's right. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah, what yeah, time yeah. of his life or ours would you like to talk about? Well, I have heard that you, uh, your mom told me that you have a really good story about when you were born. Oh, my gosh. That must be a very dangerous store. What's a dangerous store? Move back. What, across the way? All right, so let me see this. Yes, <clears throat> so Rocco was my first baby. Right. And he was due on July 16th. Okay. What happened, Rocco? Did you come on July 16th? No. I came in surprise on July 21st. July yes. 21st, okay. Yes. It was a surprise. Was it? Well, so usually <laughs> these days I have my semi birthday on the 16th. That's your semi? That's when the celebration starts? You, because you've worked your way in. Yeah, all right. That's yeah. Right. That's smart. Man. Okay, Good so work. what happened? So grandma was in town, right? Tell yep. me what happened on the, this is on so, the 21st for so, your surprise. So my, my, my grandma who died. Nani? Okay. My grandma who died kissed my mother's hand when I was born. Yeah. She did. That's very sweet. She did. Why did she do that? Because she loved me too much. So what happened when when I when you were actually born? Remember that story? What was the first thing that happened? What was the first thing that happened? Yeah. You came out of my belly and then what happened? Did I get to hold you? No, Papa keeps holding you. Like mm -hmm. do 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 do. And mommy's like, give me my baby. And he's like, do, 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 do. Wow. And he's like, give me my baby. And he's like, she's like, do, 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 do. and she's like, give me my baby. Wow. I have to say, the minute the baby's born, people forget you exist. <laughs> There's like a whole lot. Like Domenico had pictures with the baby <laughs> sent to the extended family before okay. I held Rocco. Okay, so one thing maybe to pay attention to if I'm trying to get some advice. And I and I open my eyes, but the good news is I opened my eyes when I was with her. And nice. She was holding me. You did. Yeah. That's very sweet. You that did. is good news. He was. How big? Do you remember how big you were? 
Yeah, I would say actually, yeah. So yeah. for the listener, that was a, a hand gesture, an approximate uh, <laughs> two and a half, three feet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine if I was right there. I got you. I got you. Um, how big was it? Nine pound, thirteen ounces. Okay. He was four days overdue, and he looked like a movie baby, like a six-month-old <laughs> baby that they hand in the in the birth scene, and all the nurses loved him for it. And my mother-in-law loved him. And That's why the, she kissed my hand, because uh, he was so big. And this is the funniest part. Tell me. I was the biggest one. Were you? Yes. I was the biggest baby out of all of them. Yeah. When That's, he, that when, is a big baby, yeah. When he was in the nursery. Can I have that dice, please? He was the biggest baby in the nursery. And my yeah. mother-in-law, like, yeah. <laughs> she approved. I, um. Okay, don't touch. Keep your face Can there. I just have the dice? Um. So we're uh, working in about the 98th, 99th percentile. Six. Of, okay. Uh, this okay. Baby. Yeah. Um, and myself and my okay, siblings cut are all my, over. Cut my voice out for this part. I can't do that. We're here talking. Whenever, we'll take a break Mommy. in a minute. And then we'll, we'll just take a real break for a few minutes, okay? Okay. Um, Five minutes later. <laughs> I like doing those jokes. Yeah, that's oh a good God. to like jump ahead in time, like five minutes later. Yes. Yeah, that was good. Where'd you come up with that? How did you see that joke? Because one time there's this YouTube. Sometimes all of these like YouTubers, when they have a hard time doing something, they say two thousand years later. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's so funny. That's pretty funny. That's a good one. That's a good joke. Um. And it shows like a SpongeBob background. <laughs> Big baby sleep through the night sooner. All right. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah. We'll take that for sure. Um, do you like? Do you like the? Do you like the mic? Do you? What is this called? The microphone. Do you like the microphone with the hat? It's pretty funny. It's also a little tough for the microphone, so try not to yeah, touch it, just because microphones shouldn't have hats. <laughs> and you want to take five? Play with the dice yes. for a second. All right. Let's take cool. five. Nice work, man. And while we take five, here's a word from our sponsor. Strollers, strollers, strollers! Are you a parent? Do you have a baby? Are you in the market for a new stroller? Don't buy a new stroller. New strollers are for rich people! Come on down to Lonnie Dobbs' used stroller lot to find the stroller of your dreams at amazing prices! We've got Uppa Babies, Infant 3D Lite, Dracos, Chicos, Pretex, Dunas, Dunas, and we've got B.O.P. Bobs! All for way, way, way low prices. Why waste hundreds of dollars that should be going to your kid's college fund when you can come to Lonnie Dobbs Used Stroller Lot for the biggest discounts around? Are these strollers still under warranty? Do they have all their original parts and pieces? Are they covered in a fine layer of poop and pee and goldfish cracker dust? Who cares? You can save buku bucks and your baby won't know the difference. It's, it's a, a baby. baby! Lonnie Dobbs Used Stroller Lot has got prices so low, your baby won't be the only one pooping their pants. You will too, because of the prices. Lonnie Dobbs Used Stroller Lot does not now nor has ever legally held any license under which to sell anything at all ever. No transaction between Lonnie Dobbs Used Stroller Lot and any other entity will ever be considered a legal transaction within but not limited to the borders of contiguous United States, Puerto Rico, Canada, Alaska, or Hawaii. The name Lonnie Dobbs cannot and should not ever be mentioned in the state of Texas. See, wasn't that fun? Uh, now, here's some more with me and Taryn and Rocco. You yeah, a little chaos. Yeah, 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 no, it's it true. Nearly... Yeah, you give up on the idea that things are going to go well. And you know? 
<laughs> Everything's going to be predictable and smooth. You know, that just it goes out the window. I don't think I've had anyone. I don't think I've talked to anyone on the air or not that whose birth went the way they thought it was going to go. No, like none of it is from from actual jump. None of it is. The yeah. Way it's be. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because people start really sharing those stories when you're pregnant. I don't know if Jen's experienced this, but. Um, people are like, oh, my God, when do you do want to hear my horror story? <laughs> yeah. And it's it's just it's kind of wild. Um, there, it's not you know, I, it's a funny thing because just because birth is common doesn't mean it's easy. Yeah. And I think that we don't understand how, you know, how much women go through. Um, but it's it's pretty amazing. It's amazing that you do get past it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's part of the problem. There's so very little else in the world that is as much as this is. Yeah. And then also comes out the other side okay. Like, right. Potentially okay. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, no, exactly. One so of the foreign. best conversations I ever had with a new ish dad um was he was talking about the intensity of the birth of his first child and just the adrenaline and like, oh my God, it's happening now and we're going to the hospital and like who knows how this is gonna go. And he goes, and then your head's going all of these places and you're like, how can my wife like do this and not die? <laughs> you know? And so you're worried about your wife and you're worried about your baby and you're excited and the baby's here and you're telling your family. He said, and I can't, he says, I, I remember going home with the baby and opening the door to our apartment and it was the same set being used in an entirely different movie. He said, that's the only way that I can describe it. Um, as a father, it was like she went through all of this stuff, but there was this complete shift. We are in a whole other movie now. And I thought that that was really interesting. Yeah. It was interesting to hear the the dad, the dad perspective on it. Yeah. Um, I like that. Just, I mean, your days and your priorities change. Yeah. Um, one thing that Domenico, my husband, didn't love during my pregnancy with people being like, Oh, your life's going to be over. And, you know, part of it was that he had, you know, had a fairly long bachelorhood of doing whatever he wanted until he was, you know, 45 and then at 46 becoming a first time father. And, you know, well, you know, now things are over for you. <laughs> and he says, that's not true. That's not how I felt. I knew I would love my children. I knew I wanted children one day, you know, if I was with, someone I wanted to have children with, he said that the thing that surprised him the most was the level of joy he gets over a good poop after your baby's had diarrhea. <laughs> That's been the biggest thing of how just enormously happy you are. <laughs> like yeah, right. like the highest high you've had prior to that, you know, when you like skied that mountain in Switzerland or... <laughs> You know, we're like had that crazy week in Brazil with your best friend. Like that's up there. All of a sudden, the good poop after the diarrhea is. And I think up that's, there. it's like your single friends when you get married are all like, oh, your life's over. Yeah. Because they don't have any idea what is what that's. A, yeah. What's a part of that. And right. So then people who don't have kids who are enjoying their life are like, oh, well, your life's over. Well, no, just you don't know the joy that these things will. Yeah. will it's like, a yeah, if you can put. You can, I can recognize it if you. In your mind, you can put a good poop against up on par with a, a South American trip. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, that's a that's another level of excitement and joy and something else that brings that. Uh, yeah. Um, and it's every day. Yeah. So it's 
hard and there's challenges and you worry about things and you know but um every day there's something and that's yeah. pretty great yeah like every day there's something that gives you that high that's cool yeah like babies are just born too early right so the science of it is if they were born when they have like really great digestive systems and were further along in the game like they would just be sort of too big for mothers to even have them so they have right. to be born before they're done cooking yet so they come out and they are just these little balls of need and they're not real people and they just pee and poop and they sleep 22 hours a day but not the right 22 <laughs> at all so you're tortured and the whole like sleep while the baby sleeps. Well, okay, but like do anything while the baby sleeps, like brush your teeth while the baby sleeps, like act like a human being, open your email while the baby sleeps, like everything while the baby sleeps. Um, but that period of time, it gets you down. It's really hard. Like at 10 o'clock at night, you're like gearing up, like, you know, where you used to wind down. Now you're gearing up for. Um, those actually, yeah, those are props for a show. So those need to. Not the open. Yeah. Yeah. Those get used. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, do you want to watch Coraline? There's my iPhone. Go get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, like in normal life, right? Pre-baby life, like 10 or 11 or whatever is when you yeah. start like winding down and chilling. And now you're gearing up. You're like, oh, I got to get my game face on because I'm going to be like asleep for an hour and a half and then awake. And yeah. um, But that, you know, it goes by. And just when you're you know, losing hope, <laughs> something <laughs> happens. Like your baby makes eye contact with you in a way where you see that they actually are recognizing and grateful for the care that you're giving them. Yeah. And then, or that day that you first hear their belly laugh and there's just nothing like a baby belly laugh. Yeah. Like it's a sound they have for a very, it's like the freaking cherry blossom trees, right? Where they're there <laughs> and then they're gone. Like that belly laugh, it's, it's not with you for very long. Um, so these really hard parts, um, like you always just get the thing that you need yeah. to get energized. Um, and then you go along the, the part of the time that I have that, that I think is, gets like not, not enough play as being a hard time is, is when they start moving. Um, because when they're newborns, like, yes, you're tired and sleepless or whatever, but you can also park them and they're safe. You yeah. can pee alone. You know, you can put them somewhere. They can't even roll over. Right. They can't do anything. So then you get to a place where they're like moving and but they're not safe. Yeah. They don't know not to like put something in their mouth or they don't know not to bobble their head somewhere. And so that's a, like a tough stretch. So from like 10 months to, you know, you see she's like walking around and I don't have, you know, my two and a half year old. I don't have fear she's going to hit her head on things because she's pretty steady. Um, but you know, she's also dumb. So <laughs> she could grab something and break something and not know it. Right. So that's like kind of a hard thing. Yeah. But I remember with Rocco, um, like the day coming where I was like, Oh wow, I'm peeing alone again. You know, that's pretty cool. All right. So there's a little stretch in there that <laughs> once you get past the sleeping time and you're like, Oh, smooth sailing. Then you hit that period Eesh. of time. But you're sleeping, so you've got the energy to deal with that kind of thing. See, so it all works out. There's a, it all works out. Yeah, it <laughs> we does. Have so many just corners. Like we built a beautiful life and a beautiful home <laughs> that is not at all prepared for children. Everything is a sharp corner. Yep. Every, there are little things. There are definitely things to be eaten. There are, you know, yeah. Like just oh, that's the other thing people are crazy about is like in your third trimester when you should honestly 
honestly just be doing whatever the hell you want to do on your time when you want to do it and you shouldn't you know oh you got to baby proof the house and you got to blah 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 blah. what are you talking about they can't move until they're like nine months old and also baby proofing the house is one trip to target in 45 minutes of your life and that was one of these things where people were like oh you know are you baby proofed are you baby proof corners like you put the little weird foam things on you'll be you know yeah don't sweat it. See, Thanks. I'll be the person you could call where the first thing I'll just say is, I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be fine. So I'm probably bad about advice for that because that's generally my feeling no, on these I think things. That that's good. It's 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 how to um prioritize and compartmentalize your energy, right? Like you've only got a you've only got so much. And so yeah. it's gonna have to go to some of this stuff and why yeah. spend it on the things that aren't gonna matter. I remember the last stretch of my pregnancy, Domenico like really thought about the fact that I had never seen the Lord of the Rings trilogy and who knew what was going to happen after the baby. And it was back in theaters this like this one June. And so every Monday it was a different Lord of the Rings and it was in this movie theater in Second Avenue. And the last June of the month, I went in there with like my big belly up high and I left with my big belly down low. Like it was literally (laughs) in a different place. It dropped. And I was like, Clearly, I'm going to give birth like any minute now. And I wrapped things up at my job, figuring I was going to give birth any minute. And then I had a good three weeks. (laughs) And I remember that time of like binging on TV shows and like wandering around Long Island towns, like looking in thrift stores and walking around Target. And my mom came out and we just went to weird shopping malls because they had air conditioning. And I remember it as just being a super relaxed time where I wasn't working, so I wasn't stressed out about work, and I didn't have the baby yet, and da-da-da. So, but recently when I said that to Domenico, Domenico was like, you couldn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you complained all the time. Yeah, so does this fit into that that whatever thing happens? And there, I, there might be science behind this. I don't know, but, like, obviously people forget about the horribleness of it because yeah. everyone does it again. I know, <laughs> it's true. It's pretty common to do it. It's pretty common to do it again. It's funny. Yeah. No, it's, it's, but all of it's temporary and that's what helps move it along. And there's some parts, again, it's like the, the magic of it. It's, you know, two and a half years since I've been pregnant and that feeling of a baby moving inside you, like I can't really conjure it up anymore. And that was, I loved that, but I, it, it doesn't feel like anything else. So there's a sadness to it fading in addition to like the good part of it fading. Yeah. Because some of it just needs to fade. <laughs> but, but other parts of it are, you know. And I like, so then you have these sort of like rosy colored glasses looking back. And then my husband reminds me, like, <laughs> no, at the time, like Rocco was all elbows. And I literally felt like he was like trying to rearrange my ribs, you know? Yeah. All right. Unfortunately, I had to cut the rest of that conversation, uh, not for content, just because uh, this was way back when I didn't really have much of a clue about how these microphones work. So uh, my volume only gets worse. Uh, It wasn't great up until that point. So anyway, here's another word from our sponsor. Lonnie Dobbs Used Stroller Lot has vintage Vintage strollers. Does your baby have style and class? We've got stroller classics that will have all the other babies on the block crying Crying for for their mamas. mamas. We've got tailor tots from the 1980s, complete with chicken wire framing and vinyl seating that definitely won't burn your baby's legs as long as the seat is never under direct Direct. or indirect indirect sunlight. 
Do you love old stuff that makes a lot of noise? We've got classic muscle, muscle strollers, strollers from the 1960s that clank and creak like a classic stroller should. These bad, bad boys, boys were built way before all these lame regulations. regulations were ever put in place. Let them see how tough your baby is in a 1971 Costco buggy with all the original upholstery. You know what that means. Original fringe, fringe. original quilted, quilted seat, seat pattern, and not one, one single strap or buckle. buckle. Lonnie Dobbs, you stroll a lot where we know your baby is more than a baby. It's you your chance care. to show the world you don't care about their regulations. Regulations suck! Lonnie Dobbs You Stroller Lot cannot be held responsible for the safety and structural soundness of any stroller sold because Lonnie Dobbs You Stroller Lot cannot be contacted again because the phone number previously used by Lonnie Dobbs You Stroller Lot has been disconnected. And the corner lot where you know for a fact Lonnie Dobbs You Stroller Lot existed just a week ago because you talked to Lonnie Dobbs himself and he gave you a great deal on a 1985 vintage tailor top wood. And Metal Baby Buggy Stroller is now a farmer's market. And everyone you asked about the You Stroller Lot that you are sure used to exist here just looks at you like a crazy person and tells you that you definitely should not be pushing your baby around in a wooden metal buggy that looks like it's made completely out of lead paint and melted basketball rims. All right, here's some more with Taryn before we get back to some more with Rocco. Uh, my mic doesn't get much better, but you're not here to listen to me. You're here to listen to her. So her mic is great. Here we go. So when I was a kid, yes, my mother and the professionals in my life used phrases like spirited child. Yes. Um, so that was my life and my mother's life growing up. Yeah. And after a, a good video game conversation i feel like maybe those phrases are also used. apply like, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 i think that's fair so uh yeah yeah i mean so i think that i think that um i got a good advice from my board president's wife they had two kids who are now adult oh. who are now fantastic adult men with like you know wives and jobs and family members and things like that uh, and she said, as a parent, you need to remember that you do your work at the margins, like their kids, the kids yeah. come and they are who they are. And you kind of work at the margins of who they are. Yeah. So you have to discover them more than you mold them. And with Rocco, um, yeah, he's definitely a spirited child. He can be a little bit of a handful. He's not, um, you know, terribly deferent. Um, no, 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 don't touch. Yes, Madalena, where's your, where's your, um, here, where's the phone? Where's the phone? Stop, 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 stop. Stop. Hey, no, 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 do not touch. What do you want? You want my phone? Go get it. Go get it. No, no, don't touch. Go get it. You want the dice? Okay. Um, so with Rocco, it's a it's a it's a matter of trying to see what is Rocco being Rocco and it's not and it's not either possible or worth fighting. And where are the where are the spots in the margins where I can help him to um you know fit in when it comes to school or when it comes to just like it, good behavior in general. Um He's, you know, what and, and finding that line. So um, there I remember a time when he was three years old and he was at my husband's restaurant at the bar and he was just standing up and running around, standing up and running around. And I was saying, Rocco, sit down. You have to sit down. You have to sit down. And he just looked me in the eye and he says, Mommy, I know what you want me to do. And my body is not letting me. And it was just clear as a bell. And it was like, got it. Like, 
That's more self-aware than I am as a 30 <laughs> Yeah, I mean, got it. He was like direct and honest and yeah. it wasn't going to happen. And all that was going to happen was that I was just going to. So I had to say, all right, how often am I really going to bring him here? Because I can't put an expectation on him. Other children I can see at the next table are sitting there, yeah. you know, happy as can be. And that's not the kid that I was given. Yeah. Like, that's just not him. And that just comes from the discovering and not molding and just being observant. And yeah. It out. yeah. I think that that's it. And I think that the it can be hard with a spirited child when you feel that they're being um, misunderstood or that your parenting is being judged. Yeah. And... So there could be a little bit of that of like, you know, God, how can they let him run around or whatever, you know, because other people don't really understand the situation. Um, but, you know, he's a very out of the box, creative thinker and um, affectionate and bold and very um, comfortable with adults. I think that's like kind of a firstborn thing. So there are all these things that you don't know if they're, you know, part and parcel. Yeah. with the high energy kind of thing. Uh, one of the things that my mom used to say, uh, like I was a pre, I'm, I'm right at the cusp of like a pre-Ritalin generation. So yeah. I was never medicated. Yeah. And my mom will flat out say that like second, third, and fourth grade, five or six years later in my life might have gone down that path. Yeah. Um, But she's glad that I fell into that spot because it was tough. There were some tough times, but also that that I became who I was going to and I was right. I was who I was going to be. Yeah. Without any, without any other, you know, chemical changes or whatever. Uh, yeah. And it was. Um. Uh. Yes, but they're traveling, so you can't reach out. But you can do something else on my phone. Go ahead. Um. But exactly. That. Yeah. Like, there is some <clears throat> tough, some tough adjustment to whether it's structure or school or social life or whatever, whatever thing there might be. Yeah, and that's I think everybody's biggest fear of you know parents of kids who have ADHD. Um, I, you know, I know many, I know some who medicate, some who don't. And the fear is always that you're going to change your child somehow in a, in a negative way. You're going to change some of the things that, that make them inherently them. Um, and it can be frustrating because in, in the world today, there are, there's, it feels like there's, um, limited appreciation for individuality as a rule sure. right that's a nice way to put that <laughs> yeah that's so wonderfully diplomatic way right the <laughs> spectrum of what we consider to be um normal and acceptable or the spectrum of what we think to be you know pleasing or whatever needs to change i see this in the theater i see it on television sure. i see it in film i see it you know we really try to narrow things and um i think that it's it's funny. Rocco's teacher said to me, um, I think he's going to do something really interesting in his life. And I think he's going to be successful at, because of the way that he thinks and um, the way that he acts. However, I'm not sure about the second grade. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because of the rigidity of it and the, yeah. the boxes that yeah. the kids are put in. And so that could be a tricky thing um, because you have situations where you need to advocate for your child to be who they are and yeah. that's an uncomfortable spot to to be in it's it seems really and it seems like maybe that the like you were saying observe, observing and discovering is the best uh 
possible way because then there is a time where uh, medication is necessary or other steps are necessary. It could yeah. be any number of things. So like there's also I've, I'm aware and I'm now I'm like hyper aware of becoming a parent because I've seen people maybe not be aware mm-hmm. of their own children. I mean, uh, thinking like, oh, well, they're just a little this or a little that and not uh, something that could be more medically uh, diagnosed. And then at that point, I talked to someone whose daughter's on the spectrum. Yeah. Um, and she said it was freeing when they got that diagnosis because right. they said, great. So it is an actual, like, we are going to approach this differently. Right. We don't have to be in that box, that normal, that socially accepted normality of how right. school is done, how any of it's done. Right. Um, we can so, find a different path in a yeah. different community and different right. <laughs> tactics. And yeah. So I like, think- while I just, I don't want to go, I don't know. I don't want to be on record saying just because I wasn't medicated as a kid, don't medicate, don't do like. There is a reason to pay attention, of course, and there are steps to be taken, but it's all about observing and discovering. It yeah, I think that that's exactly right. I th- but I don't think that even parents who do medicate, I think, are concerned about the essence of their child. Like sure. every parent I know is, has has said that of will this change who they are? Yeah. Right. And um, but I mean, yeah, the other thing I was talking to a, a, a friend um, who said. The reality of the situation is this is the society I live in. This is the school that my kid's going to go to. This is the set of expectations. If we, you know, lived in Finland where the education system is set up differently, I might have to make a different choice. But here I need my kid to succeed in this place, in this time. And I have to give him everything um, to do that. And I, I understand that point of view as well. Um, but it's tricky business. And it's one of these things where parents really have, you know, if something works for their kid, then they assume that it's going to work for yours. Or if something, right. you know, worked for their second cousin, then they think that it's, you know, the, you get a lot of, I think, um, I think there can be a lot of judgment. And as a parent, you just have to check yourself and you have to not um, internalize it a lot. And it can be tricky. Like Domenico's really good at, at saying, please. You know, so I'll say, oh, did you see, you know, this person said this or this person, or, you know, I'm frustrated. And, um, he'll, you know, he just looks at me like, okay, whatever. <laughs> like I, I, I haven't, I've literally haven't spent five minutes thinking about it. So um, I think that that's, you know, that's part of it. But yes, being yeah. aware and having conversations and taking it in and, it's not to say you dismiss things like if there are teachers who want it, who teach kids and have a sense of, you know, take them at their word. Don't yeah. think that they're making it up. Like take it in, process it, consider it, talk to your kid about it. That's um, what's so t- I mean, and it sounds like it goes back to it being a whole new movie. It being, it's all going to be new. It's all figured out yeah. because, because every side of all of these conversations are valid. Like, yeah. Don't take what someone says too seriously, but also listen to what other people say because they have. I know it's a line. Yeah. Yeah. Just something that you got to figure out. Yeah. Um, Right. And you just have to and don't worry about. um, There's somebody who I know who often tells me how good of a mother she is. I'm just nailing it. I'm really good at it. I'm just a great parent. I'm a great. And I just don't know that you like anybody cares. (laughs) I mean, I don't know that you can evaluate yourself and judge yourself every minute of the day. And you just, if you have a healthy, healthy kid, you can just like assume you're doing okay. And, yeah. um, 
you pay attention to them and how they're doing and not worry about you and how you're doing because um, that's all that's, you know, going to, going to matter. And one more quick commercial and we'll wrap things up with Rocco and Taryn and some more cameos from Madalena. Do you have a baby and love farmer's markets? Of Of course course you you do. do. It's why you had a baby in the first place. You love stuff like farmer's markets. Come on down to Dobby Lawn's Farmer Market for all the hippie Hippie stuff stuff your little parent heart can handle. You want to make sure your baby eats clean, clean, healthy healthy vegetables vegetables. with no additives or pesticides, but you don't have time to grow that stuff yourself. You can trust Dobby Lawn's Farmer's Market to have the freshest, freshest, cleanest cleanest vegetables vegetables around. around. I mean, look at us. We've got so many pop-up tents, and we use so many wooden crates. These vegetables must Must be be fresh. fresh. We couldn't possibly have bought these vegetables at a grocery store, then brought them here and called it a farmer's market, because then where would we have gotten Gotten the the wooden wooden crates? Dobby Lines Farmer's Markets, your one-stop shopping for all the stuff you're going to mash up and choo-choo train into your baby's mouth. Here comes the broccoli train. Dobby Lawn's Farmer's Market takes no responsibility for any product sold at Dobby Lawn's Farmer's Market and in no way represents that the items sold are in fact edible for adults and babies. Dobby Lawn's Farmer's Market in no way substantiates that any farmers were ever consulted or contacted in any way pertaining to the product sold, the placement of the pop-up tents, or the use of wooden crates. Can I tell a funny story about when you were three years old at Saks Place? You were sitting at the bar and... Oh, I know. A, I know a crazy story. What? Move back. Don't even interrupt it. Okay. So one time we were at a uh, Carnival, and then we found this ride. Carvel? Carnival? Yeah. Oh, a carnival, yeah. Uh, and oh, then- God. <laughs> this is a real parenting win. <laughs> this, is, this is bad. No, don't. I said okay, uh, don't interrupt. Okay, so go. Mommy thought it would just go like, I, me and Mommy thought it would just go like this. <laughs> so, and, so this is how it went. It went like this. Uh-huh, that's and like then that. it went upside All the way around. Down. Oh, no. Oh, it went upside down. And it went how old, up. How old were you for that one? Three? It All went upside, upside down. down. And now, Mommy finishes it. Okay. <laughs> Mommy, you finish it. Yeah, it looked like one of these rides. It was on the street <laughs> in Astoria, and it looked like a ride that would just kind of go back and forth, you know, like a pendulum. Mm-hmm. But instead, it went. But it's and it did that like three or four times, and then all of a sudden it went literally all the way around. And he was alone in the car. It was one of these things where one person rides at a time, and so he was four or five years old at the time, and it was flipping and flipping and flipping around. And and Domenico and I are just sitting there with like our our mouths wide open. And a woman came up to me and said, "I can't believe you put your son in that. You know they don't maintenance or insure these things." And while then, he was then- while he was still flipping around. And then when it finally what came to my friend, but what about the Susanna part? Yeah. Oh, and then Susanna, our friend Susanna was there and she heard that the woman said that and she like followed her into the crowd to tell her off <laughs> while we're waiting for the ride to stop. So the ride stops and the attendant opens the door and we're looking at it. And it's like a car where you see somebody's head through the window. Right. Mm-hmm. But when it stopped, there was like no Rocco head through the window <laughs> and he opened the door and Rocco was like in a puddle on the seat <laughs> and he walked out like super unsteadily. And he looked up at me and Domenico and he goes, what just happened? <laughs> and, he just, and then he turned around and he just stared at it. And then he stared back at us and he like grabbed his head. And he goes, I think it flipped me. I think it flipped me. 
<laughs> it was unbelievable. It was scary. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and then after that, the poor thing, he like was scared of rides for a while. Well, sure. Even. But that's another example of like how. I'm sure. I mean, I just can't believe that that happened. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love roller coasters. So you, you love, do roller, love roller coasters? coasters. Mm-hmm. When did that happen? Okay, so you started to like at roller coasters. Park? Oh, that's right. Those little those little carnival rides at uh, Flushy Meadows Corona Park. Yeah, those are good. You should remember those. There's a good okay. tip. The rides like, at Flushy Meadows like Corona Park. My favorite one's like a roller coaster snake. Yeah, it's a. One small... time I got to ride on it alone. Oh, is that right? Uh-huh. It was when the baby. It can I tell you a funny story what? about you at Saks? Mm. Papa's restaurant, and you were three Papa years old? Missed. <laughs> All right. Okay, tell me. Yeah. He was three years old. He was at Saks. He was sitting on the bar stool, and he saw this pretty brunette with, like, curly hair having dinner with her boyfriend, and he could not get enough of her. He just sat there and <laughs> stared with, like, his jaw set and a serious expression on his face. He watched. He just kept staring at her. Um, and then there was a moment where she kind of looked up and back towards where he was. She was trying to get the attention of the waiter and he bolted off the bar stool and went and put his hands on either side of her face and kissed her <laughs> full on on the lips. And she was shocked. I mean, you know, she had no time to react to it. And then she pulled back and she goes, oh, my God, you're the cutest thing I've ever seen. And, you know, her boyfriend was cute and was like. The, the woman you kissed out of the blue when you're three years old and the boyfriend was cute and like pretended, you know, hey, that's my girlfriend um, <laughs> kind of a thing. But he had a lot of moments like that when he was like four. He loved going. He would ask us to go to the bodega across the street and buy single roses so that he could just walk around and hand them to girls. Wow. All right. So he's always been a little um, a little bit of a romancer. And, you know, as you know, he's had a two year crush and then some crushes that come and go. So he's got both sort of traps going. Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. All right. And when he was very little, he was even in, like he like American Idol. He loved Jennifer Lopez. Really loved it. Loved all the different makeup looks. Loved, you know, he would he would be playing, playing, playing. And then she would come on TV and he would just stop and stare for a while. Um, so it's funny. It's just it's 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 like funny and charming. Um and he always talks about how did you and Papa fall in love? And, you know, he's just a big, um, you know, a romantic, a romantic. That's sweet. One of the times early on that Jen and I babysat Rocco, he was walking at this point. Yeah. Um, I know he was walking because when it was bedtime. Yeah. He knew it was bedtime. Yeah. And he took my wife by the hand <laughs> and led her to his bedroom. There you go. As if I was, I mean, I was sitting there going, I think. Am I supposed to go now? (laughs) (laughs) Just her. That's cool. (laughs) And he was. She could tuck me in. 18 months or what? Like, I mean. Yeah, he was young. Yeah. But he was always like, yeah, I know what I'm, I know what I'm, I know what I'm doing. That was the last time he wanted to go to bed. Every night is an argument. And every night he comes up with new reasons why he doesn't need to go to bed. He doesn't have to go to bed. Brilliant negotiator. He really is. I mean, like. You know, he's I I thought that I had him one night, you know, go to bed and he seemed kind of reasonable about it. And then and he's like, OK, OK, fine. I'll go to bed. I'll go to bed. I'll go to bed. But first, I want to sing you a song <laughs> called My Mother is a Beauty. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like he really tries to to get you. Or there was a night that he said um, that he wanted to sleep with me. He wanted to sleep with me in my bed. 
I said, no, Rock, you got to stay in your room. You got to sleep in your bed. And he goes, no, come on. You slept with grandma your whole life. And I said, no, I didn't. I didn't sleep with grandma. I had my own room. And I said, and, you know, I went off to college and I moved in. Oh, sure. Now you're talking about college. <laughs> I was like, Rocco, I've never talked to you about college in your life. And he goes, yeah, because I'm seven. <laughs> there's just, that there's is no, agile there's like skills. no end to it, wow. you know? So that is a big, um, that is a big thing. All right. What do you need, Madalena? What do you want? It might be nap time. We can wrap up. Yeah. Do you um, want me to tell the one where he kissed a girl? Absolutely. That's the one I wanted. To, that's the only one I wanted. Yeah. Okay. All right, Rocco, come here. Let me see. Where's the Where's the iPhone? Come here, Madalena. Hey, come here. I mean, I'm impressed. That's some fire, <laughs> Rocco. One last thing, and you can one say yes thing. or no. You can say yes or no, but it's up to you. But I on your channel. Do you do songs? Is that a thing that I heard? Is oh, yeah. Would you have any interest in plugging one of your songs? You want to sing a song for us? And that'll Rick, be like... Rick, Rocco, don't oh, touch. Okay. Because I want to I want to promote your channel. Yeah. I think it'll probably get people to sign up. Right now, I think he's got about nine subscribers. And he wants to throw a party at Saks when he has 10 subscribers. <laughs> you know, you got to celebrate these milestones. Yeah. Yeah. Keep company morale up. Oh, you have 10? How many do you have? So wow. when when is the party? Maybe today. Maybe today. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Well, so maybe when we wrap this up, we'll just um, borrow one from the channel. Maybe we can close out with. Yeah, one. yeah, we'll yeah. Just, Don't you worry is channel. a good one. He okay. wrote a song for his little sister called "Don't You Worry." All right. Yeah, it's sweet. And she used to it used to work on her. I don't know. She's a little cranky now, but. If you played her the song, Don't You Worry. Really? Yeah. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. You're with your big brother now. It was just an accident. Now it's time to calm down. <laughs> Those are the lyrics. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. Taryn, Rocco, thanks for being here. Thank you. Check thanks for your patience. Rocco for fun. Right? Rocco for fun. Rocco for fun. Great. Um, and there's stuff. And it's the word for, not the number for. Rocco great. for fun. The word. Um, great. Thanks, guys. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Operation Dad Pod is recorded at FOU Studios in New York City, produced by Jonathan Gregg and Niselli Vega, and music by Mark Allen. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, as promised, here's a treat for you. Here is Rocco uh, from his YouTube channel, Rocco for Fun, singing his original song for his little sister, Don't You Worry. Now it's time to